Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 39 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Look, I know you've heard the term self-care about a million times in the last year or so. I'm super excited to give you a fresh perspective and share some really actionable insights on self-care and hormone health with you guys today. I sat down with Dr. Marisa Snyder to talk all things self-care, and she is a functional practitioner and the author of six books, with her newest one being The Essential Oils Hormone Solution, which is all about balancing hormones with the power of essential oils. I'm going to be really honest. I was pretty skeptical about essential oils before this interview. I've used them around my house and diffusers, but I really just thought that they like smelled good and anything beyond that was a placebo effect. That's what I thought, but I was so, so wrong. There's actually so much to learn about essential oils, and it's a whole different area of wellness that I'm now exploring because of everything Dr. Marisa shares in this episode. She is a total expert in her field, and it's really cool to have her on the show because she has lectured at all sorts of wellness centers, conferences, corporations, those sorts of things on hormone health, essential oils, nutrition, and medical detoxification. And she's also been featured on shows like Dr. Oz, Fox News Health, Mind Body Green, and so many publications. So it's truly an honor to get her on the show now as well. And she has her own to you guys. The Essentially You podcast is awesome and it's designed to empower women to become the CEO of their health, which you know is right up my alley. So I can't wait for you to hear all the knowledge and recommendations she has for you around self-care, hormone health, essential oils, and even the science behind it all. I promise you guys, this episode is definitely an eye-opening one, and I personally learned a ton, so I know that you will too. Before we get into self-care mode, let's quickly read the review of the week. This one is from ACIsCool51. I feel like iTunes usernames are kind of like AIM usernames where we just have like really random usernames from, you know, like 2000 that we just never updated. So I'm sorry, I don't know your name, but AC is cool. 51. Here's your review. Newest favorite podcast, five stars. Holy cow. I'm in love. I was looking for a podcast to get into on my drives to and from work, but was struggling to find one to get into. Marie has a perfect mix of fitness, everyday life, wellness, and overall health that I need and want to hear daily. She picks new and interesting people to interview that I normally wouldn't think I'd be interested in hearing, and each podcast has taught me something new. It's something that I can carry over into my everyday life. So happy I found this show. Honestly, I will never get over the fact that thousands of people let me into their earbuds or their cars or their computer speakers every single week. Like, it is so cool to think that I get to hang out with ambitious, amazing women all over the world every single day, and I will never take it for granted. So thank you for being here, and thank you for your review. AC is cool, 51. I would love to send you a limited edition Grind and Be Grateful t-shirt as a little thank you gift. So if you're listening, please DM me on Instagram at Marie E. Wold and tell me your size and address so I can get one sent out to you. If you're listening right now and you're not the review of the week, you can get a chance at that 
and a chance at getting your own Grind and Be Grateful t-shirt by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. I know you probably always tell yourself, I'll do it next time, or my review probably doesn't really even make a difference. But really, guys, it only takes one minute and means the absolute world to my team and I. You don't even see it, but this podcast truly takes a village, and there's an entire team of people working on it behind the scenes from my manager, scheduling, graphics, production, mixing, audio quality. There's so much that goes into it. And so if you don't want to do it for me, do it for all the other people behind the scenes, okay? They all work super hard and deserve some love too. So all you have to do is head on over to iTunes on your phone or computer, find the ratings and review section, and let us know how we're doing. It is truly so appreciated. This episode is in partnership with my favorite skincare company, Tula. And Tula could honestly not be more on point for today's topic because they are all about clean and effective products. So they are the perfect fit for your skin-focused self-care without disrupting your hormones or exposing yourself to the harmful chemicals that are found in a lot of conventional skincare products. As always, you can get 20% off of your entire order at Tula.com with code Marie. Again, that's T-U-L-A.com and you can save 20% by entering code Marie at checkout. Hi, Dr. Marisa. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I am so excited to explore the world of essential oils. I'm like kind of a newbie in the area. I love diffusing essential oils in my apartment, but I don't really know like the nitty gritty of how powerful they are and like how I can use different oils to benefit my health and my well-being and my focus and things like that. I have like a mental focus blend going right now, which is fun. But Ooh, I what, what's in your blend, honey? Um let's I'm trying to remember. It's it's lemon, it has rosemary, I want to say peppermint. Ooh. I can't remember everything. It has probably like five or six different things, but it's really nice. Ooh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Those are all focus oils. I'll tell you what. Perfect. Okay. Well, I'm so excited to get into this. And I also just want to say I love that you kind of meld like essential oils with science. Like I think when a lot of people think of essential oils, they're skeptical about it. They don't really think that it's backed up by research or they think it's kind of woo woo. And I love that you're able to like back everything up. Everything is really like science based. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited to get into like the tangible stuff with you today. But can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how it led you to your passion of elevating women's health, especially through essential oils? Yeah, absolutely. So before I was a practitioner, so I'm going to go way back, but yeah. I'm going to be pretty quick about it. So before I was a practitioner, I was actually a biochemist. I was straight up, got the goggles. I even had an embroidered lab coat. <laughs> it had my name on it. I had a pocket protector. I had the whole nine. And basically, I was the researcher, pretty much nose in a microscope for many, many years. And it's always been my thing. I've, I am a researcher through and through. And although I have seven books, girl, I have vomited words on the paper for years. Thank goodness. <laughs> for editors to help me out because that's just not, I'm not a flowy, beautiful writer. I am a diligent, nose to the ground researcher. Yeah. And so when I discovered oils, 
It was after, right after I had my crazy hormone chaos. You know, I basically burned myself into the ground. I was surviving on fumes for many years until there was this moment where everything started really crashing down upon me. And I knew that if I didn't change the way I was taking care of myself, I wasn't going to be able to take care of my patients. And I had spent all those years getting educated and devoting my life to that. And that was the most scary thing in the world. So I was coming through lots of research there as well, went into the book to write this book. But when I was coming through on the back end, the one thing that I couldn't kick was I got sick all the time. And I got sick, I don't know, seven to 10 times a year. Girl, I was downing vitamin C. I was doing my echinacea. I was doing all of it. We had a family practice. And when kids came into the office, they would just literally hand on over everything that they had. And my body was like, come on in. So I had a good friend of mine who had started on oils. This was about six and a half years ago. And she was visiting me. And sure enough, I was sick again. So I wasn't able to see her that much. I remember she texting me and she was just like, enough is enough. She's like, I'm so sick and tired of you being sick and tired all the time. And she sent me this blend and it was this immune system blend. And she's like, use this. It's got amazing immune system properties. And you know, the scientists in me, okay, the practitioner girl who was missing work all the time in me was like, I'll do anything. Send over the oil. The scientist in me was like, what is in this? Yeah. What's good? So fast forward to three and a half years, I did not get sick once in three and a half years. That's amazing. I missed out on 30 colds and flus, basically, over the course of those three and a half years. It changed everything for me. And it wasn't like I didn't try to get sick. I can't tell you how much I travel. I can't tell you how much I'm in front of sick people. But the oils really have this beautiful chemistry that works with our bodies. And that particular blend, it's an, it's an antiviral, it's antiseptic, and it boosts macrophage and T cells, so white blood cells in the body, so that we are armed for attack a lot faster. That's so cool because when I typically think of essential oils, I'm just like, oh, it smells really nice. Like it helps my mood, kind of gets, sets the tone, you know, sets the vibe, but I don't consider how it has like an internal impact on our bodily functions. I'm so interested to hear more about that. Oh yeah. I mean that particular blend. So the oils in that blend, just to kind of break it down a little bit, this was what I really loved to nerd out on. So like it was eucalyptus, wild orange, the citruses are great for immune boosting as well. Clove. And when I was researching a lot of these oils, there were other oils in the blend as well. But I learned that, you know, eucalyptus is phenomenal for killing black mold. But in a way, this blend was kind of an antiviral and all this amazing antiviral research had been done on it. But what was going down is that what viruses basically are is just DNA or RNA in a protein shell. And basically what they do is they latch onto a cell, a host cell, they inject their viral DNA into the system, they hijack our nucleus, and then bam, make more viruses. That's basically what a virus is doing in the body. And what this oil did was it stopped the transmission of viral DNA into our DNA. It wouldn't allow the viruses to be made inside of the host cell. So that's literally, you can see it inside of a microscope, inside of a host cell, how these oils were impacting this viral replication. Mm, that is so incredible. I know. Yeah. I promise there's research. Yeah. You can see the images. It's super cool. That's awesome. Okay. So once you discovered the power of essential oils, you were like, okay, I'll try anything because I keep getting sick. And then you kind of were thrust into this whole world of discovering how powerful they are. How did you go from like, okay, I believe in this, the research is there, to that? then kind of pivoting and making that like a central pillar of your practice and your business. Yeah, I think what happened at the time, you know, the reason why oils came into my life when I saw what they could do and I saw the potential of what they did, 
at the same time, I was still running pretty high estrogen levels, and I knew a lot of it had to do with the toxic load that I was carrying. So much the reason why we see women with high levels of estrogen is either they're very chronically stressed or they are being exposed to fake estrogens or both. It's usually a combination of both. So when I was looking around at my house, I saw that all of my cleaners were toxic cleaners. Like I spent so much time putting organic food into my body, yet we were using all these over-the-counter medications. We were, girl, I had my favorite lotion, which you know had a bunch of toxic chemicals and fragrances in it. And when I just looked and I thought to myself, like, we need to do a full-on overhaul because I know that this isn't helping my endocrine system. Yeah. So that's really where oils came into play. We made over the, the cleaning cabinet with all green cleaning products. And it's so amazing how cheap and easy it is to do that. And they're very, very effective. I think the big one was making over the medicine cabinet. So we switched out things like Tums and aspirin and pain relievers for for oils. I mean, you come into my house, you'll look into my my cabinets, you can do the medicine cabinet test and it's just oils. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then the last thing was the personal care. Now, I'm not really a do-it-yourself kind of girl, not as much as some other amazing women who are out there. Some of we do make our own body butter. I make my own like coconut scalp mask and do a lot of things like that. But a, a lot of the things that I buy are typically organic. Like I love Amory skincare and, and those types of things. But we were able to make over a decent amount of some of our products in the house and swap them out with the use of essential oils. That was a really big thing for me, changing the landscape of our home, creating a non-toxic environment. It literally set my soul on fire because I knew so many moms and families wanted the same. And that was the impetus for my first book. But I've always been a women's hormone expert. And so I wanted to dig into the research there. And I was just blown away by how essential oils can really help us navigate that as well for women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So with that, you said that you had been like super overworked and your estrogen was really high because you're probably really stressed as well as all of those environmental toxins as well. But how did you incorporate self-care into your healing process along with the essential oils and how did they support that? Mm, I truly believe, I mean, this is in my heart of hearts, in my gut, that nothing punctuates self-care like essential oils. You know, so often we're told or we have this feeling that our healing journey is meant to be painful. It's meant to be, you know, to have anguish in it and to be a real struggle. And I've been there where it's felt that way, where I felt alone and isolated when not the right solution. And I honestly didn't know that the journey was meant to be something that could be enjoyable. And when oils came into my life, all of that changed. It really did. I mean, I think about the two major health moments in my life, the big epiphanies. One was nutrition. You know, I have five books on that. I could write many more, but nutrition was so foundational. It really did change so much for me. But I also learned that you can't green smoothie your way out of chronic stress. Because I tried to green smoothie my way out of chronic stress. You have to change your operating system. Yeah. Or you end up right back where you started. And so the second one was the oils. I was like, I have been just waiting for a safe, healthy alternative to so much of what we've been using. When you know what you know, and you think that those are the only options you have, well, you just settle in for what that is. Yeah. But when I discovered that these beautiful chemical constituents, this plant medicine could have all these profound benefits and side benefits without side effects, oh, I was on the train. I was ready. And self-care, mm. you know, for me, I'm, you know, I talk so much about this. Self-care came into my life 
when I finally changed the belief that I actually deserved it. You know, I, I had this underlying belief that my worth was predicated on how much I people pleased, on how much I did for others. And I was never, never on the list. I was made to feel bad to be on the list. I was always told that everyone else came first. And yeah. I was just generationally taught and so I remember calling my gym time my selfish hour because that's how disempowered I was in my own health care. So when self-care came into my life, I changed how I felt what I, about what I deserved. And I feel like so many women, you know, I had a scenario a couple years ago where I was taking care of a woman in practice and she was going through a lot and you could, she was burned out. She was depleted. She had nothing left. And I said, you know, you just got to take care of yourself. And she looked at me dead in my eyes. And she said, if I knew how to do that, I wouldn't be here. Mm. And that I remember I was like, oh, my, and it just had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I remember being that woman. So when I started building in self-care, and I really have reframed self-care in such a way that it's about giving yourself permission to pause. And I don't know something more beautiful, more indulgent, and more relishing in that pause moment than using aromatherapy because of the profound chemical biochemical impact they can have on the brain. It literally amplifies that moment in such a beautiful way for women. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's so much to dive into and I'm really excited to like get tangible with it. But first mm-hmm. I want to talk about, so I think struggling to kind of um, lean into self-care is a really common issue among women. Like we feel like we are responsible for everyone else, everyone else's happiness. We feel like our productivity determines our self-worth. So like taking time to ourselves, just pausing and practicing self-care feels like you said, really selfish. So like, how did you navigate shifting your mindset from saying, this is my selfish hour, this is my selfish time to then embracing self-care and having it be like a non-negotiable and realizing that it's necessary? Mm. That is such a great, great question. I wish I could say that it was just this one day aha moment. Mm -hmm. I think when I looked back at how depleted and exhausted I was, it was really one particular morning where I was getting up to go take care of patients. And I remember I had gotten about seven hours of sleep or so, which, you know, was pretty good for a lot of people out there. You know, it wasn't four, it wasn't five. And I woke up and it literally felt like somebody was pushing me back into the bed. That's how that's how chronically fatigued I was. And I remember thinking, like, not only does something have to shift because I'm not going to be able to go to work in a couple weeks or in a year at this rate. Mm -hmm. And that was when I knew that I had to change. So I did some digging. I tried to figure out what was going on. How did I keep ending up here? Because at that time, I was drinking green smoothies. At that time, I was doing some things right. Right. But there was something inside of me, this, this internal driver that was leading the charge. And so I, I remember looking in the mirror and asking myself, what do you want more of? What is it that you want more of? And what kept coming up for me is clearly I wanted more energy. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to feel like myself. I felt like I kept looking at the stranger in the mirror and I was like, okay, what does that take? What does that look like? And I started diving into books. I started just connecting in with what I wanted. And I realized very quickly that I needed to shift how I felt about myself. Mm. And I know that that journey can look so different for everybody. And I hope that today in this conversation that you and I are having, that maybe someone's listening to this and hearing this and feeling that as well, that they're like, oh my gosh, I, I, didn't, I don't even know that I'm doing this. It's so subconscious. It's the way my mama taught me. It's the way my grandmother taught my mother, you know? 
And the big question I always tell people, because so often we do feel a lot of guilt and shame about taking more times for ourselves. And we often feel like we need permission to love ourselves and to treat ourselves with respect. But I always ask is whose permission are we waiting for? Mm. And I think that was the thing is like, whose permission am I waiting for to decide that I'm loved enough or I deserve enough to take care of myself? And I shifted that belief over time. And what was happening is there were some really positive wins there. I was feeling better. I was taking care of my patients better. My family was feeling the love. I felt the positive repercussions of me taking care of me. And I realized, oh my gosh, I can do so much more. I can live in this true potential of serving people when I actually take care of myself. Isn't this an interesting notion? (laughs) Yeah. We all know the saying, like, you can't pour from an empty cup, Mm -hmm. but you don't really realize what that means until you hit that wall where you're so burnt out. Like, you're not able to show up for the people that you care about. You're not performing in your job and you just, like, feel crappy and you're not enjoying life anymore. And for so many of us, like, we have to hit that wall before we understand the true meaning of that. And unfortunately, at that point, self-care becomes kind of like damage control or like Mm -hmm. your last ditch effort to kind of regain balance. But how can people incorporate self-care as not damage control, but like prevention and just a continuous non-negotiable in their life? Absolutely. Well, if I had one mission in the world, it was to help women get to a place of loving their bodies and healing their bodies before they hit a wall. You know, I'd never wish upon any woman that moment that I had where I felt so hopeless and so lost and had no idea what had happened to myself. It, it was such a low place for me in my life. And so that's definitely my mission. You know, I, everything that I write, everything I do right now, it integrates self-care because I realize how important it is. I think it first starts with, you know, if I had to keep it simple, because I love simplicity. I know the women are listening right now who are busy and trying and and saying to themselves, when am I going to make time for self-care? You know, when do I even have time for that? And it can be 30 seconds. It can be five minutes. It can be that moment in your car before you step into the house to that next five-hour shift. Right. It could be that second before you walk in the door to that big PTA meeting or when you walk in the door to go and work out. You know, it doesn't have to be this, this big grandiose thing where you have to run this hour-long bath. It doesn't have to be that. So I think that if even if we can shift the way that we start our mornings, we can shift so much of what goes on with us. You know, Louise Hayes has a great quote, how you start your morning is how you how you start your day and how you start your day is basically how you live your life. So everything that you do in your morning really predicates Mm -hmm. what happens in the rest of your life. And that morning ritual can be five minutes, can be 10 minutes. Really what it is, is it's setting the tone for what you want your day to be instead of your day being riddled with other people's priorities. You know, the second we get into Instagram or we get into Facebook or we get into emails, we get into text messages, people want your time. They want something from you. And the way that we operate, you know, we're so dutiful. We're such nurturers. We're going to fall in line with other people's priorities so fast. So I think that first step is just not get into the, just have a no electronics rule for the first 30 minutes of the day so that you can focus on you. Yeah, that one is so big for me. Like I, if I'm able to stay off my electronics first thing in the morning, I am then proactive about my day and I'm able to like design my day instead of being reactive because as soon as you turn on your phone, as soon as you start scrolling Instagram or checking your email, like you just open the fire hose and then all of a sudden you're putting out everyone else's fires. You're reacting to everything else that's out there instead of like cultivating your own 
headspace, cultivating your own day design and things like that. But yeah, I want to hear about the rest of your day. Sorry if I interrupted you. Oh yeah, no worries. So here's some good morning routines to consider including. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect every day. It can change. It can shift. I love flexibility. I also love consistency. My husband is such a big fan of Mm -hmm. variety. Whereas I like a little consistency in my life. It just, it feels good for me. So getting where you fit in, everyone's got their own thing. The first step is really that belief in yourself, really setting the tone for saying, you know what? I love me. I deserve all the good stuff. You know, just setting the tone with just a thought about maybe it's an affirmation. Maybe it's something like, I'm going to do this for me today. That kind of intention, breathing deeply. Now, I love oils for this. I normally grab a citrus oil like wild orange or grapefruit because they're bright and beautiful, but they also boost serotonin levels. And who doesn't love a little extra happy neurotransmitters? Eating right. The minute we eat well in the morning, we really can set ourselves up for making better eating decisions throughout the day. It's like this little crescendo that just keeps going up and Mm -hmm. up. Um, Hydrating, so water with lemon movement, whatever that looks like for you, journaling. So, you know, I'm such a proponent of even just five minutes of journaling, intention, gratitude. It can be a little tiny meditation or breathing meditation. Again, oils, girl, oils all day. (laughs) And then, um, and then, (laughs) and I think gratitude for me is so important. You know, it's really hard to get angry or frustrated or be in a bad place when you are so grateful for what you got. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it can just be three things. It can even just be one thing. And I always say, like, set the bar low. Just be like, man, I am so grateful that I am here today. You know, right. I get to go do my thing. And that is such an easy thing to do. It's such an easy thought to have. And to pair that with an oil, like a citrus oil, you know, it just really sets the tone for something really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love I love that you incorporate the oils into it, like, very intentionally. Because for me, like, being kind of newer into oils, like, I'll buy kind of pre-made blends and then diffuse them or use them for whatever, like, the instructions say. But knowing, like, specifically wild orange is really great for boosting serotonin. And, like, it is – it's great for boosting serotonin. It doesn't just smell good and make you happy because it smells good. It has, like, an actual, you know – effect that you can measure, which is so, so cool. Mm-hmm. And same thing with, you know, if you're feeling stressed, I think one of those things, you know, cause it's going to happen. Something's going to trigger you that day. A boss is going to give you another assignment. You're going to be late for work. You're going to get a text message from somebody that throws off your day. And I think the big step here when it comes to stress or feeling overwhelmed is number one, recognizing it and, yeah. and feeling comfortable and confident that you've got a tool to manage it. Mm-hmm. So often we just don't know how to manage these moments. It just feels, you know, the, the feeling, the permeation of overwhelm is, it's really difficult to describe, but it's very physiological. Right. It's very tangible. And, you know, and it feels very, um, not just lost, but it can feel very helpless in that moment where you're like, I don't even have a tool for this. You know, not everyone can just drop down and do five to 10 minutes of meditation. And, you know, not that some people couldn't, but most people don't. And I love that I have, so I have this beautiful little, I call it my, my stress relief blend. It's just a combination of lavender and bergamot. Now I've got a lot of other stress blends. This is the simplest form. And these two oils, they have so lavender has linalool acetate and linalool. And what we know about that is that it not only calms down the limbic system, particularly the amygdala, but it also 
boosts GABA levels inside of the brain, which is a calming neurotransmitter. But then we've got bergamot, which is known as the oil of self-love and self-acceptance, also has been chronically researched to lower serum cortisol levels, which is driving that, that kind of that survival overwhelming experience. It can lower pulse points. So it relaxes literally your cardiovascular system, and it will also lower blood pressure. So you combine those two together and you really have a very powerful tool that can change your physiology. Mm. Literally, they disrupt the stress response. Wow. And that is profound. Yeah. You don't you don't need to do 10 minutes of meditation. And not to say if that's if that's the ticket for you, girl, go get it. But you having this little roller blend, you know, it's it's 15 drops of each oil in a 10 mil roller. You can get the rollers anywhere on Amazon. You can get all kinds of them. Top it off with grapeseed oil, Jehovah oil, avocado oil, whatever you prefer. You just roll it on your palms. So just have it in your purse or have it in the car or have it at your workstation if that's the, the place that's really lending to a lot of stress. And just take just literally two to three deep belly breaths. It, within a matter of 60 seconds, you will change your entire biology. Mm, and it's not just a mental reset, which is so cool. It's also like a physical reset. Like there's actual, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a chemical reset. Chemical changes happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's literally, we're going to refire those okay. synapses. Your neurons are going to change. The message is going to change. Your body's going to go from high alert mode to everything's cool. We're good. Everything's safe. Yeah. Okay. Because that's what it is. Yeah. My mind is blown and I'm immediately going to order these oils and like get my stress relief blend going because I absolutely need that. Let's take a quick break and talk skincare, cool? Of course, self-care goes far beyond face masks and bubble baths, but let's be real, who doesn't love a good face mask from time to time? My absolute favorite is the Instabrite sheet mask from Tula because it's a perfect balance of energizing and brightening, and my skin just glows after I use it. Plus, the mask itself is actually sparkly and fun, so that's an added bonus. If you're a regular listener of the show, you know how much I love Tula. I talk about them all the time. I love their entire line of products so much that I have literally exclusively been using Tula stuff since the beginning of 2018, and I swear by them, my skin has never been better. And what's so special is that Tula uses probiotics as the foundation for everything that they make. And probiotics have been proven to help promote the look of skin's natural balance, locking in moisture, and leaving your complexion more hydrated, all while reducing the appearance of inflammation. So not only are probiotics amazing for your gut health, they're great for their skin health too. And not only that, but Tula only uses clean, clinically proven, high quality ingredients that nourish your skin. And they're also cruelty free. So you don't have to sacrifice efficacy in order to get products that you feel really great about using. And right in line with this episode, none of the ingredients will disrupt your hormones or put toxins into your system. Your skin is your biggest organ, you guys, and it absorbs everything. So it's so important to use products that are good for you and will nourish your skin from the outside in. You guys know that I'm extremely picky about what goes in and on my body. And so I'm so grateful to have found products that work and I can't help but share them with you as well. If you want to learn more about Tula products, they have an amazing, really fun skin quiz on their website, as well as a bunch of awesome bundles and trial sizes. So you can figure out what you love the most. You can head on over to Tula.com and take the skin quiz, browse their products. And if you end up grabbing anything, don't forget to use code Marie to save 20% on 
on your entire order. Again, that's T-U-L-A.com and the 20% off code is Marie. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay. My other question is what are all of the ways that you can use essential oils? Cause I'm most familiar with like diffusing them or I have like mm. a pillow mist that I use at night that has uh, lavender and bergamot and that's really nice. But what are all of the ways that they can be used? Cause I know they're pretty versatile. They are very versatile. And even within all the ways, there's so many benefits to all the ways. So the number one way and the kind of the way that we've been talking about, especially around self-care, is the power of aromatherapy. And what's so interesting is that olfaction, which is our sense of smell, is the most powerful sense that we have. And the reason for that is it's inextricably connected to our sense of survival. Like you always hear about you can smell fear, you can smell danger. What's well, because it's true. You literally have smell receptors or olfactory receptors in your lungs mm. and in clearly in the olfactory bulb, right? And that connects. It's the only sense that has a no holds bar directly to the brain without being modulated yeah. because your brain's like, we have to have that particular sense. That sense that we have needs to be able to make a change in our physiology like that within a matter of milliseconds. So it's so powerful. So it's no wonder that on this earth, there are these plants that have these this beautiful volatile chemical constituents, this beautiful chemistry that has a profound impact on our olfactory sense, the, on our limbic brain. And in the limbic brain, we've got the hypothalamus, so the hormone control center, the pituitary, the amygdala, which I call like the stranger danger part of the brain. This is where we're sensing if there's someone behind us or sensing if it's a dangerous situation. This is also where we hold on to trauma. Because remembering trauma is a powerful feedback loop to ensure that we survive. So the amygdala manages trauma, it manages emotions, but that can be very unbalanced when we're holding on to a lot of trauma. And then we've got the hippocampus as well, which is all about memory. And so that particular part of the brain, it's the oldest part of the brain because it's hardwired for our survival. Right. And first and foremost, biology dictates that our mode of operation is to survive. And so that will always overtake everything. But if you've got these powerful chemical constituents that can change the overriding processing of hardwired survival, we really do have the ability to make profound changes with the use of aromatherapy. That's just one of the benefits. You hear about aromatherapy helping with people with anxiety or depression or even cognitive function, brain fog, because of the profound impact that it has on our neurological system. Them. Then we've got breathing them in. So we've got we've got the lungs, we've got the alveoli, and then oils actually cross straight into the blood, into the bloodstream, just like that. So by smelling them, not only do they go to the brain immediately, but they go into the body immediately. Okay. So the fastest way to use oils is aromatic. It's just the most fast, the quickest way we can get them into the system. Then the second way is topical. So roller blends or um, out of the bottle, depending on, you know, I usually recommend everyone dilute oils topically. And topical, from a medical standpoint, a practitioner standpoint, this is how I initially thought about oils. If you've got respiratory system issue, you're going to put oils on the lungs, right? You're going to put oils on the chest. If you've got a stomach ache or you're dealing with constipation or whatever it is, you're going to put oils on your stomach. You've got a sore knee, you're going to put oils on your knee. And so you can actually leverage oils kind of as a medicine cabinet remedy 
for everyday mm. concerns. Like if I get a, a minor burn, I'm going to put lavender and peppermint on it. If I get a mosquito bite, I'm going to put lavender on that because it, it helps with the inflammation. If I have allergies, lemon, lavender, and peppermint, because that combination is powerful at controlling the histamine response. And so you know, it, it really depends. So topical is great because you can literally work on a very specific issue, yeah. an acute concern, right, with a topical remedy. And that's awesome because, you know, when I get headaches or when I get neck pain, I never run to Advil or ibuprofen or anything. I have a blend for that, that literally, you know, manages the, that particular, you know, inflammation in that area. Mm -hmm. So I think that's initially what people really loved about the oils. They're like, oh, cold and flu? I got something for you. Oh, you got a headache? I got something for you, right? And <laughs> yeah. the thing is, is that, you know, my headache blend, it's their natural allergesics. They actually calm down inflammation in that particular area. And so they do do that. They do really st can stop a headache in its tracks. So that's topical. And then the last is internal. And there's a lot of debate and controversy around internal usage. As a practitioner, I do see some benefits to it. But I'm not a big fan of people just drinking a ton of oils. I know that it can disrupt Got the it. mucosa. And it just needs, again, when we're using the type of medicine, um, just like we use anything, supplementation, plants in terms of nutrition, we just always have to be mindful about what we're doing. You know, you can overdo turmeric and you can overdo vitamin C, just like you can overdo oils. So mm -hmm. internal usage, you have to be very targeted for the reason. And it, there is a time and a place for it. But I do usually recommend that it's under the guidance of someone who really knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was actually going to ask you that because I hear a lot of just conflicting mm -hmm. opinions on that. Like I hear um, grapefruit oil can be really good for like indigestion, but then I hear other people say like, oh, you should never, never ingest it. So it is kind of confusing, mm -hmm. but I, I like your explanation of it can be good in the right dose, but like obviously the dose determines whether or not it's going to help you or hurt you just like everything else. But with oils, they're so potent and just concentrated that you do have to be, you have to be knowledgeable and know what you're doing. It's not just like, you know, a, a Flintstones vitamin where you can have a few extra and it doesn't matter. <laughs> And you could probably overdo it. Like, don't do a bottle of Flintstones vitamins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I, I know mean, what you're saying. We all know gummy. Yeah, it's a good gummy vitamin. Is it's hard to pass up, totally you know? True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know, there. The thing about oils, and I hope to bring this message to them is. Yes, they, they, you can leverage them as kind of this, you know, woo-woo experience, sure, but the chemistry is there, the research is right. there, and they really are powerful, effective, and potent. So, you know, you don't want to just rub oregano oil on your skin because oregano oil is such a powerful, powerful oil, and it's an irritant. It, it's very hot to the touch. It's just the way that the herb is. Mm. So you have to just be mindful about that, you know. And there's the great thing about it. There's so much great literature. You know, my first book is called The Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oils. And it really isn't for moms per se. It's just the what my publishers really wanted. They're like, let's just niche this for moms. But yeah, it, I wrote it for me. And I'll just, I'm not a mom. I wrote it for myself. Um, and so <laughs> I use it all the time. And what that book gives you, I mean, safety guidelines. And it tells you all the ways to use them. Because so many people were like, I really want to use these oils. I just don't know what to do. And there's a lot of kind of, you know, any like anything that gets popular is going to have fear around it. There's a lot of fear out there around them as well. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to debunk all of that. And so when I wrote that book it was all about debunking so many of the fears and the myths and the concerns and backing that up with science.
Yeah. And then your new book focuses more on oils for like hormonal health, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had an opportunity to survey thousands and thousands of women. And I knew what so many women were struggling with because I had been in that same boat. So I knew that place. My story is built into this. Um, That first part of the book is really understanding. So often doctors don't tell us why our hormones aren't working properly. We don't understand. We're just thrown birth control or we're thrown bioidenticals or antidepressants and we're just sent on our way. And I'm, I'm so over women being dismissed in the healthcare system. And so the first part of the book is really about, okay, what is going on? So you have that aha moment. And then I I have a little chapter devoted to oil usage. My gut is that women are going to buy this book because they want something different and they have heard about oils, but they're like, I still don't know what to do with these things. So I've got a whole chapter. Don't worry, I got you covered. (laughs) And then part two is really about honing in on the biggest symptoms that women are really managing every single day, from libido to flatlined fatigue to digestive concerns. You know, I, I just really cover the gamut built with self-care and remedies and protocols and supplements and really everything one would need to get started in that particular healing journey. Mm-hmm. I love that you bring in like lifestyle elements. And I believe I saw you said there are like new, some nutrition guidelines in there mm-hmm. as well. Like it's not supposed to be like a Band-Aid solution. It's supposed to be like one supportive tool that can be really powerful along with the other lifestyle changes that like support total healing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wish I had a magic bullet for all of these concerns. If I could yeah. erase the pain and the suffering that women experience or people in general, I would in a heartbeat. If I had the magic oil blend that was going to you know, eradicate your Hajimoto's, I promise you I'd give it to you. But it's, it's a multifaceted approach. As a girl with Hajimoto's herself, you know, it's, it's nutrition, it's self-care, it's supplements, it's oils, it's all of it. Mm-hmm. It's how much sleep I get every single night so that I don't have a Hajimoto's flare-up. You know, it's gut yep. health, it's micro biome support. And so people ask me, what's the oil for Hajimoto's? And I just, I wish I want so much for that to be the case, but I just, I'd let you guys know that there just isn't one. Yeah. And yes. So. Yeah. I mean, that's actually so interesting that you said that because I have Hashi's myself too. And I've experienced the power of like nutrition and stress management and gut health and sleep and all of those things. So I'm excited to see what adding the next layer of like incorporating oils helps me with or incorporating them more strategically than I do already. Then like, oh, this one smells good. I'm going to use this one, (laughs) that sort of thing. So I'm really excited to do that. And like, I just feel like you're such a reliable resource because like I said at the beginning of the episode, you marry like the science of them with the application. And I mean, you also own the fact that it is an experience as well. And you can marry the two. And it's so powerful when you know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I think about libido as an example. You know, a lot of women are struggling with low libido and I've been there. And what I love about oils is that they're not going to solve your libido issue. It's multi-complex. You know, there's a lot of factors at play. It could just surely be stress. It could be that you're just burned out, but oils are decadent and they're irresistible and they are intoxicating. And there's oils that are extremely intoxicating, rose and jasmine and alang-alang and sandalwood and, and cinnamon. Those are libido boosting oils and they're natural aphrodisiacs. But you can't just throw some oil on and get your libido back. I wish I could just <laughs> yeah. like spritz a libido spritzer, you know? Um, it's really about using them to change your stress levels, to shift the way that you're feeling. Yes, they can help boost and support hormones as well in a really beautiful way in terms of communication, but oils aren't hormones either. And 
you know, if you can incorporate them into creating those intimate moments, mm-hmm. into cuddling, into, you know, having and spending time with your partner, that's where the magic happens. Yeah, they can definitely shift things for you. But, right. you know, people, what's the libido oil? And there is technically a quote unquote libido oil, but without the work, a little bit of the work on your end, that oil is going to fall flat. Right. I mean, with anything, like I'm a wellness coach and people are always like, how can I like get a flat stomach or lose 10 pounds before Mexico next week or things like that? And like any quick fix is not a permanent. Like you can't even starve yourself into that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You're like, don't eat for 10 days. Exactly. That's Or like get a tapeworm or cut your arm <laughs> off. I don't tapeworm. know. <laughs> like it's don't not going to get a tapeworm. Please don't. Please don't. But yeah, I mean, people just... I, I understand why like we want an easy solution. We want a quick fix because we just we want that to be possible for us. And we also want it to be easy. And we don't want to know that it's going to be like a long journey. But when you do things the right way and when you do things the strategic way, that's when the results actually last. And you're so proud of yourself for whatever healing you've created. Absolutely. We want sustainability. I don't, I mean, not that I don't think that we deserve those quick wins and those moments where everything is falling apart and we just need that, that win that day. I I really do feel like oils can really help even that little emotional boost win, right? That little shifting that chemistry. But I really want for everybody, and I know that's what you want as well, is we want you to have sustainable beautiful health. We want you to feel strong and we want you to feel confident. We want you to feel like you can conquer the world because your body is working for you and not against you. Mm, That's so powerful that your body is working for you and not against you because we can feel like the opposite of that pretty easily. Just the fact that a lot of people are dealing with autoimmunity like we are or hormonal issues or maybe it's acne or maybe it's inflammation, whatever it is, like sometimes it can feel like we're fighting an uphill battle, but really our body is trying so hard to return back to health and like restore the way it's supposed to be. But it's kind of our job to like give it all of the tools and support that it needs to be able to do that healing because our bodies are really powerful at healing themselves, but not without the right environment and the right support. Maybe it's supplements, maybe it's oils, whatever it is, but like we have to do our part too. Mm-hmm. 100%. I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I want to bring things full circle. One last question because you told us about like good morning ritual examples, but what are some good nighttime rituals, some oils to use to wind down and relax and help with really high quality sleep and just kind of letting the day go? Absolutely. Well, what I learned early on is you cannot Tasmanian devil right into bed. You know, <laughs> we don't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, it really is important. I think number one, deciding that you deserve sleep. And I can't begin to tell you how important sleep is for everything. It's our opportunity for your liver to reset, your brain to reset, your gut to reset. Your body really needs that time to heal. And I know that our conscious mind is just like, yeah, but I could just watch that one more episode on Netflix. Mm -hmm. So set an intention. You have to be willing to jump all into this. Just say, you know what? I deserve this sleep. I deserve to reset because it's going to really serve my body. It's going to be number one. Two, we have a diffuser by our bedside. And what's so great about it, it's kind of a twofold thing. One, there's intention. So I am intentionally saying, okay, we are in the wind down period of this evening. I'm going to get the oils going. And I've got a little grouping of oils because I always love path of least resistance. So I have a little group of oils that are just bedtime, sleepy time, shut the brain off, quell that mental chatter oils. And that top five list is clary sage, lavender, 
bergamot, Roman chamomile, and cedarwood or vetiver. So those grounding wood oils are so clutch, especially cedarwood and vetiver, because they are not only neurological tonics, so they've got really high levels of sequiterpenes in them, at least 65% of sequiterpenes. They cross over the blood-brain barrier, and they are very sedative in their properties. So those two oils, sandalwood could be another one, but mm. sandalwood is definitely on the pricier side of things. Cedarwood's the cheapest. Vetiver is kind of in the middle range. Got it. So we have this little cluster and then girl, I just start adding oils, usually about seven to eight drops. Usually I do three of those oils when I love to get to choose my mood. I think that's my favorite things about oils is choosing my mood. I always ask myself every morning, how do I want to feel today? What's Mm -hmm. the oil that I can adorn myself with to get the job Mm. done? And it just feels so, again, it's this relishing, irresistible moment that's such a, like, I feel like I deserve a gold star for (laughs) deciding what oil is going to light me up. Same thing in the evening. You get to choose what you want to experience. They're all basically going to do the same thing, but it's fun to kind of play with that and create this experience for yourself. Then have that diffusing by the bedside or have it diffusing in the living room. And what's so great about this chemistry is then and what you've created, you're creating this process in the brain that says, oh, this aroma means it's time for me to start winding down. You mm-hmm. literally can change the pathway there to start this wind down period. Then important, I tried to have people not eat about three hours before bed so your digestive system isn't cranking. I love electronics at least an hour away. So I go, we go and put them away from our bedroom. We have blackout curtains. I think that's all important. So whatever kind of gets you in that space, I always have multiple books by the bed because I love reading. So all of those things. But I think oils can be not only that chemical trigger, but also that intentional trigger of winding down. For sure. I love my nighttime routine. If I ever try to skip it, like I take forever to fall asleep, but the nights that I nail it and I'm really intentional of like staying off my phone, I wear my blue light blocking glasses, I use my pillow mist, like I knock out so fast and I stay asleep, which is really crucial for a lot of people struggle with that as well. And so I can say for sure that like your nighttime routine is everything and it doesn't have to take that long even. You just have to be intentional about it. Yeah. I mean, all the things that you mentioned there, what we're talking about five minutes you know, yeah. but you're telling your body, Hey, this is what's up. And what I love about the chemistry of oils, if you want like the really knock your socks out, shut it down. It's kind of like a little toy. You just turn the off switch off Mm -hmm. this combo of lavender and vetiver, lavender, vetiver, and Roman chamomile. That trio will just shut everything down. And and sometimes what I do, Mm. if my husband's like really kind of just, just on one, he's working too much, doing something, (laughs) I will literally sabotage him. (laughs) (laughs) by diffusing that blend next to him. And it's literally, he just becomes like, he he literally will fall asleep in a chair. So it's great. And if you are waking up in the middle of the night, I recommend having a diffuser that runs for eight hours or 10 hours and just let that diffuser roll over you all night long. And what we've found is that it will keep you asleep throughout the night. Mm, That's so smart. Okay. I'm mind blown over everything that you have like given us today. And I also know for sure that I want to stock up on like every oil that you mentioned, make all of the blends, do all of the things and like become the essential oil junkie that my heart wants. So what are your recommended resources for where to source them, where to buy them? Who can we trust as far as brands and stuff? Such a great question. You know, I really always recommend that you just go and do your research. Again, if you really want the therapeutic benefits, a lot of oils on the market, unfortunately, are have been adulterated, which means they've been tainted in some way or they're not the real deal. 
So you want to make sure that you're looking at a reputable company that tells you where they source their oils. Because remember, oils are plants and those plants are grown somewhere around the world. And a lot of them are grown all over the world because of the climate mm -hmm. and, and conditions. Um, and then you want to make sure that that company tests their oils. Okay. So making sure that they test them. Believe me, it takes so much money to test oils. And usually companies should be using a third-party company or at least have a third-party facility that they're testing the oils to guarantee no bias there. But if a company is testing their oils, best believe they are telling you they are. It's like organic. You know, no one's going to pay for organic certification and right. not tell you. So it's that same kind of concept. So when I did my research, when I, I really dug into the purification testing and really I was looking for who did collaborations with universities and laboratories and hospitals and the company that I ended up landing with that I feel very comfortable using um, are doTERRA's oils. I feel okay. I love them. I've been using them for seven years almost and I've recommended them to, you know, in terms of just people going off and getting them themselves to, I don't know, a million people by now. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then, so I'm going to stock up on oils and then I also am obviously going to order your book to figure out exactly how to use them for like my specific needs and what I'm going for. So where can I and everyone listening get your book? Absolutely. Well, the book is everywhere books are sold, but Amazon has it on sale. So if you guys, if you're Amazon Prime users, that's probably the best place to get it. Okay. And the book is called The Essential Oils Hormone Solution. And like I said, it's it's sold everywhere. If you love Target or you love Barnes and Nobles or you love indie books, it's available there. It just seems Amazon seems to be the place. I'm not going to lie. I buy most of my books there myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Okay. Amazing. I'm going to order it as soon as we get off. But I heard also that you have a little gift bonus from your book to share with us as well. Absolutely. So I know I love for people to get started immediately. So I did create something for you guys that I think you're going to love. I have this really amazing, effective cheat sheet and based on where with the things that I was struggling on. So it is a cravings, fatigue and stress cheat sheet. It's got my best oils for winning the stare down contest with that cupcake <laughs> for dealing with stress and for instant energy. Like you need that instant boost. I got you covered. Awesome. So those are the blends that are in the cheat sheet. They're very easy to make, very easy to follow. And they are my trusted favorite recipes. I use them every day. Okay. Amazing. And where can we find that? It's Dr. Marisa. So D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A dot com slash cravings. Okay. Amazing. And that will be in the show notes for you guys so that you don't forget. So if you're driving right now or something, don't worry, it'll be there for you. But thank you so much, Dr. Marisa. We have one last question because sure. this is the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. So I always ask, what is one thing that you are currently grinding for and like just working really hard for? And then what's one thing that you are hugely grateful for? I am grinding to get this book out into the world. Yes. As I mentioned before, I wrote this book for myself. I wrote this book for you. And I, I honestly, I've written this book for every woman who's felt dismissed in the medical system. So the more and more I feel like we can get this book out into the world, you know, really just opens our eyes for what's possible in terms of our health. So that's what I'm grinding for, girl. I am love on it. a mission, a woman on a mission. And it's been a two-year process, a labor of love. And then what I'm grateful for is, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for the opportunity to feel healthy enough to go out and serve women. I'm grateful mm -hmm. for my voice. And I'm grateful that I have a, a message that resonates with women so that they can move towards their truest and most beautiful potential. 
Mm, I love that so much. And I'm so excited to dive more into your book and your content. And I'm sure everyone now is wondering where they can find you, where they can get more of you while they wait for their Amazon Prime shipping, even though it's only two days, they still want more of you before then. So (laughs) where can they find you online? So my website is just Dr. Marisa, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A, fun blogs and recipes there. And Insta, I'm at Dr. Marisa. And then I do have a podcast as well called The Essentially You Podcast. And it really is geared towards helping women become the CEO of their health. Mm, um, so it. that is a favorite place to come and check me out. It's it's a fun, fun place to learn. Okay, perfect. Guys, go check out Dr. Marisa's content. Get her book. Tell her thank you for her time and show her some love. Thank you, Marisa, so much for being on the show. I loved talking with you and learning from you and just really appreciate everything that you're doing in the women's health space because it's so, so important. You know, ditto girl, you are doing big things as well. So I'm so grateful that you are out there sharing your brilliance. And thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you so much. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast today. I'm super happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it, whether it's texting it to your friend, linking it on Twitter, or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story. It is all super appreciated. And please leave a short review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. This show is for you. So your feedback matters. Plus, it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind to be grateful, my friends. Thank you.